You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Empire. Triple play fantasies basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show. I am Coach Lewis. Enjoying a beautiful day here in Cockeysville, Maryland. Yes, I said Cockeysville, and that's an actual place. I'm trying to enjoy what little summers we get as educators. The gang is back, people, fresh off. A new NBA champion on the brink of Olympic play in the NBA draft. I introduce a man who can relate on short summers and known to hustle by any means necessary during these moments. Los Banos, California's own coach, Kevin Coleman. What's up, guys? I'm feeling good. Uh, Just enjoying. Yeah, I got all training next week. I have three days of training. Uh, My summer's coming to an end. I got to get back to the real world. Unfortunately, as educators, we look forward to that so very much. Oh, the training is just some of the 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 funnest times. The worst. Yeah, (laughs) I I had a training last week and then this week, and it just makes me want to cry inside. Like the acronyms that they make you try to remember. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, I can't I can't do it anymore. This is the agenda of this year. This is what we're pushing out. (laughs) These are these are our social norms. I'm going to kill myself. You are voluntold. To follow these guidelines uh, as an educator. Yes. She's yeah. working for the government. All right. And former Mr. Sherwood High, Montgomery County, Maryland's own Bradley Kilgore. What's up? Man, I was I was doing great up until like 30 minutes ago when I found out Brad Beal might want out. So I'm I'm pretty depressed right now. This is it's pretty whack. He was only with Team USA for a little bit, but he he, he got a drink of the potion. You go to Team Absurd. USA, you want out. All of a sudden, you want to build a super team. So, for me, it's like, why? Like, who are you trying to impress when you're telling everybody, "Oh, I, I want to stay here. I, I want to build something here. I just love it here." And then, a little while later, we see that's not true. Like, just be real. Just say, "I don't know." Or, you know, it's it's up to my agent. Like, just say something like that. Why you gotta? Why you gotta fake the funk, man? Well, he is coming up to a, a contract year. He has a, a player option at the end of next year, so uh, the time is him, ticking. I want, I want to trade him to like to Houston or something. Get get Jalen Green and rebuild that way. Like I'd because I know Houston. They've got their delusional owner. He wants to rebuild with stars. I, I, if we traded him to like L.A. or Golden State, we wouldn't get the assets back that would make it worthwhile. Like either for me, either keep him. Or I don't know. Like he's got to go for something that would make this worthwhile. Like you can't trade him for for peanuts. So you're thinking Houston, the two pick, Eric Gordon, and no, no, Kevin Porter Jr. 
Well, you need a contract to match up yeah, somehow. Brad so Beal has we, a, they could do a they could deal. do like a sign and trade or something. But but I definitely need the two pick. Or or Miami, like I'll take I'll take Hero, I'll take their some picks, I'll take uh would you want that nine. though? You seem like you're not high I'm on high. Hero I'm, and Duncan no, no. Robinson. I, I do, I do like Hero and Duncan, to be completely honest. But I don't know that I like Duncan for a hundred mil, which is probably going to get. So I don't know. I haven't looked at all the offers. I'm sure they're they're going to play that out in the next four days, but before the I NBA just, uh, draft. But I, I but I like the package that uh, the Warriors could put together with with Wiggins, uh, with Wiseman, with the seven and fourteen pick. I think you got you got something there. After, to me, like after the fifth pick, there's not a lot of talent that's ready right now to be like a an all star caliber player in this draft. So while there's two always a picks guy. is good, we just saw sure, Giannis, but the, Giannis, but the, and but the Wizards don't really develop guy. those guys, you know. That's true, but we got someone new nope. as Field a head coach. And, and Rui's looking good, and you're right. Well, yeah, we got a new head Wes coach. Wes Unsell so. Jr., and maybe and that has something positive. to do with Brad wanting to get out. And then you would think that the next domino to fall would be Russell wanting out, and you you could get uh, you know a package there. You got something to build with. Wiseman still has some promise. And then, like I said, these other, other two picks, you just got to hit on them. And, of course, um, the Wizards have not done great drafting in the past, but Man, I always be about Wiseman a little bit. I think he's a very he's he's a confidence based player, and once once you have like a rough injury riddled season like he had, and then he showed then you some get promise. Traded. He did, but he also like Draymond kind of he taught him with tough love. I I don't know. I he seems kind of seems like a sweet like reserved kid, and I feel like he needs to constantly be built up, and it's not really gonna it's not really gonna happen in the NBA unless you're being built around. We shall see, and we'll see. There's going to be a lot of things that are playing out in this next week before the NBA draft, before draft day um, trades, draft day trades, and then free agency starts three days after that. So was, yes, we declared an uh, NBA champion, but we got a lot of news coming in. I was just, uh, I was just watching Duncan Robinson's podcast, and he was talking to Shams. I like, saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you probably know more about what's going to happen to me than I do. <laughs> he also admitted, like, I'm also like not going to reveal any inf- information. Yeah, I like that Duncan yeah. Robinson, man. I he just too. seems like I a really freaking like cool him. ass guy, man. People don't realize, like, that's a. They know he's got the he's got the jumper, but that dude's six eight, and he plays a little defense with him. Like, I I like Duncan Robinson a lot. I'm starting to like him more than Hero, to be honest, but. Hero's rookie performance in the bubble was so spectacular that I almost like I when young guys show glimpses of greatness, I give that more weight than like a season of of underwhelming. Yeah, as you should. That's true. And um, after 50 years, Giannis drops 50 in the closeout game six. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. Kevin, I want to ask you this question. Where do you rank this Giannis Antetokounmpo's MVP performance in comparison to others in recent memory? Yeah, it's it's got to be up there, right? I mean, what he did, it, the crazy thing about that 50 points, I think he only hit one three in that game. It was one for yes. six, I think, or something like that. Like, I think it was one for three, but still, uh, one three, uh, yep. Could you imagine, like, because that was everyone ever talked about. Giannis never hit, be able to hit shoot threes. He can never win a title. He never, he'd be limited. That dude just bullied his ass to the to the line and just bullied his ass in the paint and just said, I don't care what I had to do. I'm just going to score. 17 of 19 from the free throw line. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the crazy part. 
Are you kidding me? That's probably the biggest wow stat of that game. You talk yeah. about flipping the switch and turning it on. Like this dude, he couldn't hit free throws to save his life. Then he goes 17 for 19 in a closeout game. Incredible. No, I think I think that they, you hit on the point there. It just it, he's just competitive and just like I think like his press conferences. I think people really got to know Giannis. I don't know how many people really watched him and like like the casual, you know, like you know David and those guys. Like they see the stats <laughs> and they see like the highlights on Sports Center. But how much do they like know where he came from, his background, like those type of things? Like he averaged 35, 13 and five and he was just dominant. Like, and it's not like it's, he's weird when you watch him play though. Like while I was watching him play, like he's not that pure score. He, he just does all the dirty things and he just works. And so I, I think it's one of the top five performances I've seen probably in my lifetime, just in terms of like what he had to come back from down two Oh, they just, he just grinded away and they just kept pushing and pushing and, you know, shout out to Middleton. I gotta, I gotta apologize to you. You actually played pretty well. Uh, but you know, Giannis is there. He did those things. Now the true question mark for me, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but I don't really care. I, I want to know what Brad thinks about Stephen A's comments about like, you know, or not Stephen A, excuse me, just the idea of like, can he be the face of the league? I think, um, not Stephen A said something stupid about Otani. It was the other guy. Um, it was the other Kellerman. guy there. Yeah, Kellerman. And then it was Max also Kellerman. a couple of other shows that I saw um, on Fox. They were talking about like, he can't be the face of the NBA because he's a foreigner. People can't relate to him. Like, do you believe that stuff or do you think he can be the face? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I, I haven't really thought about that. I haven't seen it. Um, I think he absolutely can be the face because he's so likable right like so you charismatic at, he's so charismatic he's funny he almost seems innocent like humble he, he, humble he gives great sound bites um like you know he'll have like little tiktoks or instagram yeah. stories like go viral like funny. that kind of guy can absolutely be the face like as long as you're the thing with lebron was like the reason he was the face was because he was doing incredible things he was anointed at a young age and he was also always talk he was always doing something in the media to get you to talk about him. And Giannis, I think he has got that same quality about him. And I think that's what being the face of the league is being, you know, number one, you have to be great. And then number two, you have to do something to always keep people talking about you. And I think he's got that capability. Yeah, the show is called Speak for Yourself. It's with Marcellus Wiley and Emmanuel Acho. That's the two oh, that yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. And then he said basically because Despite him doing all that, like he's not, it's hard to pronounce his name. He actually said that. He said it's hard to recognize like him as a superstar. Uh, being Greek Americans or being Greek and Nigerian Americans won't like surround himself around him like we would have homegrown stars. Like that was his point. But to your credit, I think it's the same thing. Like, uh, like he, the 50 Chick fil A nuggets, that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Like, he does a lot of relatable things. And I don't know if you saw the video of the girl that drew pictures of him and like yeah. she was signing. It's emotional. It's so adorable. Yeah. I mean, that's who he is. And, you know, Giannis' is, um, wife is actually from Fresno, which is very close to where I live. And he does a lot of things for the community of Fresno. He's not even from Fresno. His wife is, but he flies in and he does a lot of community events. Like he, and he embraces her cult, uh, where she's from, her community. Like, I think that he does a lot of great things. Uh, can he be the face? I think he can. I mean, I tweeted out like him getting a ring before Harden just felt right, to be honest. And I don't, I, that's how also, I feel. Also, another reason that argument is ridiculous is because Luka Doncic could absolutely be the face of the league, and he's from Slovenia. Like, if you 
if you're great and you're giving sound bites, there's no reason. Like, <laughs> we made fun of, you know, like Rachel Nichols, for instance, because, you know, when she was hosting, you know, NBA finals, post games and stuff like that, she'd find a way to like insert LeBron into other people's press conferences. Like when you're that great, we'll find ways to talk about you. So all yeah. really all you have to do is be great and be likable and boom, you can absolutely be the face. But until LeBron he, leaves, he can't be the face. I think he totally can be the face for things that we've mentioned here. Um it one, it's his it's his character and his sound bites. He is funny. Um, every, everything that kind of comes out of his mouth is, is entertaining. Like from the whole, the tinkle thing, I sent that to like my <laughs> sisters that don't watch basketball. They got a great kick out of it. Um, he's, he's a good looking guy. He's strong. Yeah. He looks like a superhero. Um, he seems like a very good father. He always mentions her and his two sons and his community with his brother. That brothership is people, something people can re- relate to the fact that he has ties with Europe. He's from Greece. But his parents are Nigerian. He has that African background. So he's got Africa that's behind him. He's got he's got Europe. And then, you know, you come from Milwaukee and uh, it's that small market. He did it the right way. And I think people really gravitate behind that of of a player that's not going super team and just seems like he just has all of the character points that you look for. Well, here's one thing. So nobody said this. All right. So we talk about him doing things the right way. And we keep like glorifying him for doing that. But there's a specific tweet and quote that he's that keeps getting brought up. And it's that, you know, I will never leave Milwaukee until we win a championship. And he's being glorified for that. But something that I want to highlight in that quote was he said, until. Does he <laughs> yeah. want to leave? Like, is he planning oh, absolutely on Absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. I mean, you, you see how he's he's glowing and he's I mean, you saw it. He's always glowing in his post game press conferences. He's he'd rather have this than go out and, and just he's be a, be a part it'll, of a, it'll, a, a, it'll a super there, team and win. It'll be there forever. Like yes. you can't ever take the fact that he won in Milwaukee away from him. And now I think if he wanted to go somewhere else, like if he wanted to go to L.A. or he wanted to play at Golden State, like he could. He we wouldn't he's, vilify him. This is that's not happening. He's got three years on his contract. He signed it before it came up. He wasn't going to make any more money. He did that just to but why stamp that eye back because he's like still like there's still a language barrier that's here. True. I don't think I don't I think that we might be reading too much into that as the until part because it just seems like he he's so super satisfied and he believes in that community, that organization that's backed him since day one and he loves his coach he loves his the surrounding pieces of drew, drew holiday and, and chris middleton and i mean look you're you, you back to back mvp to and Washington. then you win fi- finals mvp <laughs> stop it it kind of reminds me of if lebron would have won in cleveland before going to miami that this kind of would have been like okay yes. who cares now Hey, exactly. you, you want us a title? You can go whatever the hell you want because exactly. you you did it for what? So Giannis is really doing something LeBron didn't do, like where he brought a title to Milwaukee exactly. and uh, and did it. And so at now, age too, yeah. And, Le- yeah. and LeBron LeBron needed to make that move because the writing was on the wall that that team was not getting any better. They didn't have any young assets. He didn't have any you know all star players that he was playing with. He was bringing out Andy Varejao and, and Booby Gibson <laughs> hey, to the table and like it was the worst roster. The difference between Giannis and LeBron was Bron did all that and still made it to the finals almost every year. Yes. Yeah. 
and then he left because he he knew that he couldn't get over the hump. Well, he had only yes. went once at that point. Yeah, but they were pretty much threatening every year, and it was just off of the strength of LeBron. Giannis, like he, they weren't going to beat Boston. The they weren't yeah, going to beat Boston, yeah, so he true. had to find better pastures. And, I, I, I mean, no, he made, I, he made never, the right move for himself. He made the right move for him, and I think he made the right move in general. But like, I'll never. I think he did the the right thing the whole time. But with Giannis, like, what was so special was that. Like I'll still stand by that they gave too much up for Drew Holiday, but in the end yeah. it worked out, you know? Like that's that's what's so special about all this. Like he made it work with probably a suboptimal team compared to, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. And boom, like it they did it. And, you know, they didn't have to go up against the Lakers or or Golden State. Like they they just got they got lucky in a way and they they made it work. And like Giannis could have easily been out for the entire playoffs we might not have seen him next year like that knee injury looked terrible and boom like he just he did it and he he put up a historical performance of he's essentially like if if young Shaq if Shaq from Orlando was like a stretch five like it's he's that dominant <laughs> like it's it's kind of yeah. it's, it's terrifying like I the only way you can stop him is by putting up the Giannis wall right like that's it or or begging him to shoot Giannis have looks like, ever, a, like Stretch Armstrong, by the way. Have we ever seen a yeah. guy like him? Like, I've watched basketball for a long time. It's hard to, like, quantify what he does on the court sometimes. Like, yes. he's there. He's just there. And it's just with his ability, his defensive presence, kind of everything he does. Like, I've never seen a player like him. And I've it, coached and seen it. He's just I've never seen like, anybody play it, but it does. This guy's going to get brought up later. But, like, Carl Malone was very, very physical. And he was a good defensive player. But it's like adding – two inches like big like wingspan yeah. so even in more athleticism like i don't want to say they're the same player because carl malone lived on that that jump shot pick and rolling but i, I just physically like physically wise and then like production as far as points and rebounds and your defensive effort i think that's the only like the guy that like kind of affected the game similarly to Giannis and putting up put up you know similar numbers and he would i mean he averaged four assists too so they're actually pretty similar Kev, I think there's, like a hand, there's a handful of guys that have like completely unique body types and game types in the NBA. I think one of them is Kevin Durant. Yeah. Another one is Zion. And then another one is Giannis. Well, and Braun, like of course. <laughs> and Braun, yeah. Like there's a handful of guys that just don't, there's nobody else like them. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. we're seeing we're seeing the young kids kind of emulate these people. Like, like Amani Bates is... That's a baby Kevin Durant right now. So I you know, there's there's gonna be some guys that have the skill sets that these athletes do now coming up. But right now in the league, I don't think there's there's anything like those guys that we just named. And I did have to backtrack because the original question is where does this uh finals MVP <laughs> performance Sorry, Sorry, it's okay? Nah, I like no, that. I don't was, know. Was, That's that what we nice gotta do. Rumble, but- I did want to backtrack because it and Kev did mention this 35 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists on 62% shooting is just incredible. Game two, you dropped uh, 42. Yes, it was a loss, but then in game three, you dropped 41. So back to back 40 spots. Then you have 50 in the closeout. Um, something that we really have rarely, rarely seen. I would say that LeBron in 2016 would be the yeah. furthest finals back because they were down 3 1. He dropped. You know, 41 in game five, that was the him and Kyrie both dropped 40. But he dropped 42 the next game in game six. And then yeah. in the closeout, 
He had 27, 11, three blocks. He had the block that finished the game. And because it was game seven and because both two of those wins were in Golden State to close it out. That's that's where I give him. The winner and the 40 ball. Kyrie with the Kyrie with the um with the step side back three point to finish it. Um, all of that needed to happen, but Giannis had the block to win a game and in game five. So that you see a little similarities there. And so LeBron, you know, had his his endpoint on the green, but it wasn't exactly always like the game winning shot. Um, you 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 know, you just saw the value on both ends of the floor, and that's what all right. Finals let me just say this performance. I'll say that the the final stat line is probably one of, if not the best performances we've ever seen. Yeah. But in terms of the actual game being played, I think we've seen crazier performances, right? Like there, yeah. it, it's it's almost the totality of it that makes it so amazing. The fact that it was, you know, game six of the finals to close it out. I, that that part is it, it's 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 the storybook well, of it all that makes it amazing. But like Reggie Miller with you know twelve points in eight seconds, like there's a there's a bunch of yeah. But this is the, the NBA Finals, and Reggie Miller didn't win yeah. the, win a championship. When you no. think about Kevin Durant's back to back MVPs, and he didn't he wasn't putting up numbers like this. The performances but, but weren't the same. Jaw drop. Like I, my jaw is never dropping watching Giannis because I see him do this all the yeah. time. I've just never seen him do it so efficiently, and in a, in the finals, no less. It's I don't know moment. my. My my jaw was locked down in Game Six okay. the entire right. way. I mean, the, the wave to wave your way to you know fifty points and that block, the ability to cover uh, D book and then switch over to uh, an alley oop that you know only maybe him and Anthony da- a healthy Anthony he Davis can make. But he does like I'm, he hasn't he, done that in the NBA final. We just saw it last week, but he had never no, done no, that. I, Every, I, he was all criticized for that's, not winning. That's, that's why what makes so it. Incredible. That's what makes it amazing. The fact that he did it in the finals and the, the fact that he sank his free throws. But I've been more impressed with other performance. Like I, when Clay had like seventy points practically off of all three pointers, off of twelve dribbles. Like that was yeah, but that's a my, regular my season game. Dropped. Yeah, but, that's a but regular. That season. was more amazing to me than what Giannis did. Seeing Reggie Miller do what he did was more amazing Seriously? to me than what Giannis. Yeah. It's the like gr- it's the grandest stage. I don't know who the last person that dropped fifty in the final. I mean, LeBron did it in that game one that passed the J.R. Smith. That watching he watching Kobe but. watching Kobe do what he did in his last game was more amazing to me. But in terms okay. of like where this ranks, like in terms of doing it in the finals, in terms of the final stat line. I, I don't know that you can think of a better performance. Well, in Kobe, the great score himself never dropped fifty in the finals. Neither did did Shaq. Uh, I don't know if but, Mike has ever you, done it. You keep bringing up the fact that it's the finals. Like that's what's making it great. The actual yes. performance itself yes. in a vacuum. Like I, we've seen more amazing things. Don't you agree? I would say that it's a different stage. That's why it it gives a different level. And that's why I respect it to a higher degree. And that's why I respect LeBron James game seven performances in the NBA finals against the Spurs and against the Warriors. Cause it is game seven and everything. The, you know, the championship is on the line, especially being down three, two. So, um, that good discussion, but, uh, let's piggyback off Giannis. Is, is he now the best player in the world, Kev? Wow, that's a loaded question. Uh, it was, you know, not, it was simple, it was straightforward. Is, is he the best player on planet Earth? Uh, this is so hard because, like, you want to say yes because of what he just did. He won a, he won a title. Uh, he put up those numbers that we talked about. I would say he's top three. I, I don't necessarily know. 
Kevin Durant, if you – that's a thing. The Nets should have won that series. Like, if, if Irving didn't get hurt, I have a hard time thinking that the Nets don't win that series. And what Kevin did in those games, it kind of shows the difference between the two players. Like, yeah, the Bucks won, but it, if Kevin was, what, two inches behind the line, they win that game, uh, and he hits that three. So I still think Kevin Durant is the best player, uh, as much as I struggle to say that because I think – Giannis plays more, has kind of that ability, works harder. But he's close, and Durant's aging. We know LeBron is not in that category for me anymore. Uh, I think Giannis can be up there. And it's kind of fun to see Giannis, Luca, these other younger kids coming out and, and the, the new age of basketball. But I can't say he's the best player. I will say he's top three, though. Brett? Is this a safe space? As safe as it yeah, is? Yeah, it's pretty safe. I... <laughs> I probably don't have him in my top five in terms of in terms of if I'm drafting, I'm drafting a team. I'm drafting a team. I think Giannis has too many weaknesses compared to other guys that I'm going to name. LeBron, AD, Kevin Durant, Steph, Clay. Like there's too many Luca. There's too many guys I'd rather have in terms of building a team than Giannis wow. to say that he's the best player. Like, if I wanted to... What? <laughs> oh, I my mean, God. <laughs> he wins listen, back-to-back MVPs and then wins finals MVPs the next year. He's he's incredible. Drops a 50 ball to close it out. He's incredible. He's not in your he's top incredible. This is He <laughs> had an amazing shit. performance, but he maxed out. Like, this was... He literally <sighs> had, like, a perfect performance in the finals, right? Because all of his weaknesses were not weaknesses in this finals, right? Like, one thing he can't do is he can't shoot free throws. Okay, boom, he only missed two. One thing he can't do is he can't shoot threes. Fine, I won't take any. Like, like he just <laughs> he just did everything perfectly, and he was the man. He, he Defense, he did everything. But in terms of a skill set, he's 26 there are years other old. guys, I know, but we're not talking about, like, the future. We're talking about right now. And right now, there's other players that can do everything. And I, I just, I, I don't know. Like he, he wouldn't be. He definitely defensive be player top of the three year three. and MVP. He definitely wouldn't be top three. And he's 26. Wow. You think he's All a right. better? Def- you think he's a better player offensively than Anthony Davis? Yeah, he plays. He plays every every game. Come on now, man, if they, like, yeah, but they, no, the thing is, he wasn't healthy. They imagine, weren't heads up. I had picked the Lakers to beat the Bucks, and I would love that. I would love to see that. The coach, thing is, coach, coach, coach. Facts are facts. Thing. You're doing the storyline thing. The facts are the facts. Anthony Davis gets hurt a lot. What? Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm saying one game. Do you want Anthony Davis or do you want Giannis? Imagine they're both healthy. I mean, it depends on the surrounding pieces. No, I'm. <laughs> I'd rather have Giannis based based on what he just did um, in this NBA that, Finals. I respect that. One one game, healthy sample. Would now, you rather I, have LeBron or Giannis? LeBron. Well, that goes into my best, my 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 top player in the game right now is still LeBron one, James. One game, one game, and healthy sample. Would you rather have KD or Giannis? You really have LeBron KD. as your top player. Yes, I have LeBron James. I have Kevin Durant, and then I have Giannis as my three. But I think that he's past uh, Kawhi and Steph on my list. And I think I would be mad if someone said Giannis is the best player in the league. Like that's your opinion, but I can see healthy, how you could go with that argument. Healthy Kawhi, you you'd rather have Giannis. 
now Kawhi again was hurt. That's just a, a, another reason why we're Giannis is there. Yeah. We're talking. I know, about but he's saying best in the league. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, but everyone isn't healthy, and that's why the Clippers weren't in the NBA Finals, and that's why the Clippers didn't win the championship. Because hey, you, there, there's a that's they had a really good shot if they if he was that's and he question. was able to be there. But that's the question, though. Like when you're at when you're talking about who's the best, yeah, you're you're imagining everybody at their best. So when I'm saying everybody's at their best, like Kevin Giannis has more flaws than the other guys you're naming. And I just think that's the re- that's why I ask. Like, is that a safe? Because I know that's not the the answer that is commonplace when a guy's coming off a fifty ball in the finals with when he didn't do anything wrong. But in terms of if we're just being real, he's not. Kevin Durant can do everything. Giannis can do every. I mean, uh, Kawhi can do everything. LeBron can do everything. Like it's. He's he's not there yet. He will be, like when he develops when he develops a three pointer. What what's gonna be wrong he with didn't, him? You know? He didn't. But he didn't need a, the three pointer to you know lift the the trophy to be Finals yeah. MVP. That's not the argument. That's not what we're asking. We're asking who's the best. Thirty in thirty five, thirteen and five in the finals. Um, in in the regular season, he was you know twenty eight, twelve, and about who's the best? You're not talking about stats. You're talking about skill sets, right? Not not necessarily because James Harden is a more skilled player than Giannis. Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo is way better than him at basketball because he's not even close. Defense. But you mentioned Clay being better. You offense. mentioned all these other guys. Yeah, Luca. I'd rather have Clay than Giannis. To be completely honest, you're crazy. He's coming off a torn ACL. Well, but to I'm, be fair, at his best, Clay can lock down any person on the wing, and he can give you sixty. He he's a like he's like not not saying he's like a role player, but he's not a oh he's not a, a guy that's that's <laughs> that's you know taking your team to the next stage. Coach, clearly, Coach, like I'm Steph Curry's casual, team. Casual man, you'll call me a casual because I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than Clay Thompson. Oh, you're crazy. No, 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 but because you're calling you're calling Clay a cat like you're calling Clay a role player because he's plays alongside of Steph. I mean, it's I mean, he's kind of a role player on that team, yes. Like um, like he's yeah. not the one carrying that he like you said, he's dribbled the ball 12 times and he had 60. Like that's good. He plays both ends. Like Steph Curry's won back to back league MVPs with Clay Clay on his team. Like he's that's his side, he's the sidekick, he's the other splash bro, he he's is, Luigi. He He's not Mario. He's Luigi. He is, but if he were to be, that's what I'm saying. When we're talking about best, we're talking about everybody at their best. If you were to make him Mario, he would do incredible things. We think of him like we think of Kawhi. But he's like not he's that, in that situation. I disagree. If, if we could make Scottie Pippen Batman, think, he's going to be Clay, right, a good player. But Let me ask you this. What do you think Clay's flaws are? What are, uh, I guess... <laughs> recency exactly. bias durability he just missed the last but, season no everybody's healthy i'm talking about in a vacuum what do you think clay's flaws are what's wrong with his game he's he's a pretty flawless basketball player he's really good i mean now, you would you would want his playmaking to improve i think it's overweighed by his things that he does great and i think that's why we have to you know uh-huh. tip the hat and salute the guy for what he is, does, you absolutely, unbelievable. You absolutely, you can easily say what Giannis's flaws are, and you can't easily say what Clay's are. You can't easily say what LeBron's are. You can't easily say what Kawhi's are. That's that's my whole point. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's fine. For saying that that Giannis is like you know top two or three, but I'm just saying when we're when like my definition of best 
isn't like what you've done historically. It's your skill set. It's not if you've been hurt before or if you're going to get hurt. It's what what are your flaws? What are your strengths? And I look at that in a vacuum, like just individual in an individual moment. So when I think of guys like that, I'm thinking, what are their flaws for a guy like Clay, for a guy like Kawhi, a guy like LeBron, a guy like KD? I can't think of any. I can think of some for for Giannis. That's that's my whole argument. To his credit, like what I think he what I what I agree is like if you take the top 10 guys, Giannis is probably the one that you're like, well, he needs this. And you said it too, like, well, who's around him? Like the Bucks have done an amazing job of building pieces as much as like I like 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 Brad talked about Drew. I didn't really think Drew Holiday. That was a good piece. But hey, they fit the guys around Giannis to basically prop up Giannis, which is great. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what other teams fail at every time. That's why we see guys like Beal and all these guys want to leave because they don't build around them. But to his credit, I think his skill set does lend to you need some pieces around him that 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 fit better. I mean, you could put KD on any team probably and instantly mm-hmm. becomes a championship team. Can you do that with Giannis? Can you put Giannis on, I don't know, the Kings and be like, okay, you're going to go to take him to the championship? I don't think so. But if you put KD on that so. team – they're they're a contender. So I think there are some nuances to that question. It's that's why I said it was a loaded question, Coach. Does, K, does KD make his the other people around him better? Does he elevate yes. their games? And when I think about Giannis, uh, or I think about Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, you just mentioned players that don't have flaws. Drew Holiday, you can't really pinpoint any flaws to his game because yes, he's just a super well-rounded basketball. He can shoot. What's wrong with his offense? He dropped 27 and 13 in game five. He and was shooting wolves. Yeah, but it, statistically, look at his career stat. Like he he hits threes. He, he's a three level score. He can shoot in the mid range. Um, he he's Come a on, playmaker. Man. He drops he's, dimes. He's a I like leader. Drew, I like Drew a lot, but when we're talking about and he's taken he over the best guy, defensive guard in the league too. He took that from Clay was one That's, of the best defensive guards, yeah. but uh, Drew Holiday is even a better defensive guard. I agree. I agree. Defensively. If we're talking about best defensive wings in the in the entire league, Drew is probably top of that list for me. And that's including Trey. That's including Kawhi. But when we're talking about offense, Drew can give you a game where he's lights out. He has that ability. He showed that in game five. But he can also give you some stinkers. Yeah, but he can also <laughs> impact winning in those stinkers, like the the rebound that secured uh, you're, game you're four. Cha- you're changing my argument. Like the though. steal like, in game five. <laughs> You're acting like I'm saying stole the game away from like I'm saying he's a scrub or something. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like like illuminate that, you know, even though you are, a you know, a really good player that doesn't have many deficiencies, it doesn't make you the the better player than someone that that may have some weaknesses, but they impact the game of winning more. And that's Uh, what I get from Giannis and his leadership was incredible. That's yes. So, coach, I see what you're saying now. I do see what you're saying now. You're saying his what he does so great or what he does well is so great. It makes his flaws nothing. It makes them it makes them a bearable to, to be there and still win. So I OK, I. Whereas like Doncic, Doncic is, was, is was putting sport. up the best numbers that we saw in the playoffs, yeah. right? It was great. It was it, it was incredible. Like I can name, I can name Kawhi, for Luka. And Kawhi kind of shut him down in that in the in the, yeah. in the fourth I, quarter of game 
number seven. Right. So I can name I can name flaws for Luca, but I, I'm just saying like I, I respect that argument. I think more than I did initially. You're saying his flaw his flaws don't matter because his strengths are so solid. I don't yes. quite agree with it, but I I respect it. I I do think you do need to consider a little bit that like basketball is a team sport and it matters like wins aren't a personal stat like he didn't win the championship because he had this great performance he won the championship because he had this great performance with drew with chris with bobby portis like all of that matters. oh it's all and it's think, always team there's always luck there's always yeah. gonna be injuries there's so always gonna that, be something that happened right, right, right. good for you that, when you win a championship absolutely but with that i'm saying when i when i talk about like the best players if i put if I put LeBron on that same team and take him, like uh, replace him with Giannis, if I do that same thing with KD, if I do that same thing with, you know, Kawhi Leonard, I think the same thing happens. That's 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 how I look at it. Would you well, agree? Like, do you? Think- I mean, I I think that's when you play the what if game, and and if if uh, if well, you know, if Allen Iverson played played with someone else, maybe he has a championship, like. If if Carl Malone didn't match up against Michael Jordan in the finals, maybe he has a championship. Which you like, you can't really go to because it's if you you'll be playing a what if no, game. No. Well, that's your that's, what the what, that's what who's the best player is. It's a what if game, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm saying like, if if that's it's not, play, it's a what happened thing. All right, it's a, so we, it's di- a, like, we disagree on the definition. We disagree on the definition of best player. Like, you think it's kind of. You think it's results based, and I think it's like skill based. I think it's both. It's it's both. It's both of the two combined, and that's why I still have LeBron as number one, just because the year before he averaged thirty, twelve, and nine in the NBA Finals was the best that's, player yeah, yeah. by far. So, so give me another year of this. That's if Giannis right. wins back to back Finals MVPs, it's for sure he's number one. He did. You. He did say, "Hey, you KD is better than definition. me." And then, and then like beat him. Kevin, Kevin was blown away when you said LeBron. Because he's like, this year, how can you say that? And to you, it's like, man, look what he just did. The year, so I get it. Like, we and he was hurt. I mean, that was, I was, I mean, he was, he was hurt, and AD wasn't there. LeBron, you're saying do it two years. But for other players, you're giving him a demerit. (laughs) Hey, I will, I will say, maybe one of the reasons why I'm also standing up for uh, Giannis is this is as because I'm a LeBron fan purist from day one since high school. This is the happiest that I've ever been for an NBA champion that wasn't, you know, a LeBron James team. Like I've always had feuded with with these other champions that have come since LeBron has entered the league. I, I'm the happiest for Giannis. He did the right way. He's a great guy, um, and I really just, uh, you know, salute salute the cap to him. Um, but moving on, and I want Kevin to get back in here. Is what does the Phoenix Sun, Milwaukee Bucks in a championship mean for the NBA? You know, a little organic, non-super team. Sort of lower markets, drafting the right way, uh, picking up the right free agents, uh, head coaches, just sticking with the system. What does this mean to the NBA that we didn't have, you know, the superstar Brooklyn Nets win or the Lakers with LeBron in 80? I, I think it for for me personally, I loved it. I think that the the ratings showed that people loved it. I mean, people said everyone was going to watch it, and people watched this. It was one of the highest rated NBA finals. What's so funny is game one is didn't have that draw, but I guess people like caught wind to you know the spectacle that was going on here. But go ahead. Yeah, 
and and I think it I think it just mattered. They they learned like I think it helped seeing Giannis's videos and seeing the whole Chris Paul thing and then you know Booker coming out of the way. Like I I think like this to say they don't have superstars though though like do they just don't have the same ones. But I think we're going through a turnover right now in the league. We're starting to see new faces now and so i think that turnover is going to be good as far as the small market thing it can work but you they have to like small market teams and i've i've been on the front of this uh, with the kings like i've seen it like with christy and all them like you have to have the best head coach we had rick adelman so you have to have a good head coach that is developed talent and can work with guys you have to have the right you have to draft well your front office has to be good and your owners have to stay the hell out of the business like the owner is just there to own the team and a lot of the small market guys they try to get too involved they hire fire guys because they look at it as like their own business because they're so successful doing other stuff corporate stuff that they try to run the team like that and that's not always the best case that's what's happening in sacramento and so you have to get the right personnel in there you have to get scouting you have to get draft you have to get analytics like they have to they have to hit because the hit rate for those guys you can't miss you you can't you can't you can't miss on a pet top five pick or top 10 pick because if you do you're done and 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 look at what they did with Giannis. you have to be smart in who you grab drew holiday chris middleton you have to pay up look what they gave the middleton like there's a lot of things that small market teams have to do and then sometimes like the suns i think they fell in a great situation with chris paul they took a shot and they said, Hey, we're going to go trade them and do these things, but they still hit, they hit on Booker, they hit on Aiden. So like, I think it, it's a, in total teams have to be smart, have the right plan in place, head, head coach, Monty Williams. Like there's a lot of things that teams have to do. And I think it starts at the top, like anything, ownership, general managers, scouting departments, and just embracing kind of new ways. I hate the recycle coaches thing. Like that drives me crazy. Like trying to get, bring in new people, bring in new argument or even recycle GMs. Look at all these new GMs we're seeing now. Like there's different ways to do it. And I think that new market teams or small market teams are smart now. What they're starting to do is they're starting to look at different ways of how to attack the Lakers and all these teams. Cause they're never going to get to that. Like they're never going to be the Lakers. You have to end the, so I think it's great for the league. I think it's awesome. I was worried the Nets were going to win this year just because they built a juggernaut. Like, let's be honest, they were all healthy. They built a juggernaut. And I thought that would have been bad for basketball because people really hate on that. And it's not that I hate on it. I just think that I'm from the old school mentality of like working and just, you know, build your team up and, and, and work hard to get to that. So I think it's great. I think it's fantastic, but you have to do it the right way or else you get stuck like the Wizards or the Kings or all these teams that are just stuck in, you know, we're perfect limbo because yeah. we keep missing. We keep missing. We keep giving contracts to bad players. And, you know, that's what happens. Organizations. Brad, what does this mean? Milwaukee Bucks after 50 years lift the championship. I, honestly, Kevin, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm just going to let that sit. Like the, that was exactly my thoughts exactly. And, you know, I, I think he, he made a lot of great points from team building to organizational culture to absolutely you know, giving guys what they're worth to, you know, trading to listening to your players. Um, I think Milwaukee did everything perfect. And, you know, with every championship, I, I think I, I've made a little bit of a too much of a point saying like they had Milwaukee had to have all the right things happening for them to win this championship. But that's the case every year. Like there's injuries every year. There's there's issues every year. So um, I absolutely think, you know, there shouldn't be any sort of asterisk or anything like that. Like Milwaukee won oh, and no. they deserve to win. And, you know, I, they're a better team than Brooklyn because they beat Brooklyn. I don't care who was injured. 
that's just how it is. Like nah, they, they it, won. The asterisk things on championships are they don't ex- they don't exist to me. I, as many times yeah. as I've seen, you know, Kawhi uh, winning the championship in Toronto against uh, you know KD going down, Clay going down. That's still a that's still a championship. They still earn that. They deserve that. Um, LeBron James has got walked into the NBA Finals with Kevin Love out and Kyrie Ir- Irving getting injured in Game One, which they won and they lose. And it's all about you know the Warrior, but you know that's part of it. Whatever LeBron lost, like just like uh, the Clippers lost that you know without Kawhi, just like the Lakers lost without AD. It's, it is what it is. That's basketball, and you just got to move on. And you know when you do get them, and that's why we all love Giannis right now because he said if I never have to, if I never sit on this stage again. I'm going to be satisfied because I got there and I won it and I did it the right way. And this means the world to me. And it does, you know, you get it once, like, obviously you, you, you want more and more and more, but you never know if that's going to happen. You never know what super team is going to be formed. You don't know what bad luck is going to come away. You know what good luck is going to come the other direction. It might be an extra boom, boom, boom bounce that ends Philly. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I think that it was telling that Adam Silver was so excited to hand that, uh, championship trophy and finals MVP to Giannis. I think it was very telling his face. Um, obviously, David Stern, um, the late great commissioner, was was all about you know equity and and having these teams in, in lower markets having to stand a chance. And Milwaukee just locking into a kid from Greece, giving him every resource imaginable to help build him to be who he is today. And whether it's a change of roster or a coach to fit around that player, I think that's what you kind of do. When you have a gym like the Grizzlies do in John Morant, you just got to lock into him and invest everything and just try to do everything organizationally that the chips fall in your favor, right? And sometimes it doesn't, and maybe and sometimes it turns to discourse. We're looking at maybe that's a future for Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. They have some things that they have to, to fine-tune. They went in and tried to do a Porzingis thing and might – fall in her face like it could have done that could have happened with milwaukee if drew holiday was you know didn't show up and was bad and didn't affect winning and they didn't get to this point you know it, it could all fell in your face so um i think it's really good for the nba i think we may have a new face of the nba going forward um there's a lot of things going there but uh, those are some great points kev uh, talking about devin booker and as well some of these new faces that are really taking the league by storm whether it was morant morant in the first and you know in the first couple games whether it's luca being spectacular yes who do you think's better, or who would you rather have, Devin Booker or Jason Tatum? Well, I've been on the record saying Jason Tatum, and I'm gonna stick to that uh, just because he's he's a little bit bigger and he can get off his shot a little bit easier, and he's I'm more comfortable with him closing out basketball games. Uh, it's close though. I mean, both of those guys are spectacular players. The the top, the top five under twenty five. We've argued this a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good players in there. Donovan Mitchell. There's there's people in that in that realm, but I do I still like Jason Tatum um, a so, little bit better than Devin Booker. Yes. So even more the even though Devin Booker's team made it to the finals, you like Jason Tatum's skill set better. So you think he's better? Yeah. If if the if Boston <laughs> if Boston has has a Chris Paul, you know, help leading the way. I mean, Devin Booker before this point, they weren't in the playoffs last year without Chris Paul. So I think that has a lot to do with you know, where they are in this position. I wouldn't say that Devin Booker necessarily led them in every way to get to this point. I think, you know, Chris Paul earned an All-NBA spot here. Um, Devin Booker did struggle in a couple games, game three only having 10. And then that game six, which is an elimination game, he had 19 and he shot poorly. He was not his normal self. 
So he dropped, you know, 240 bombs and they lost. Um, he was great, but then he did have the turnover in the clutch that lost him that game. And he's a great, he's a great player, but he's also, I think this is a, a situational, you know, this works out for him that the fact that he's need, on a really good team. I just need data points. I just need ammunition for future arguments when we're talking about who's better. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'll have to, yeah, I got to stand by that, 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 that Jason Tatum um, statement. He's the alpha, he's the best you. player on that team. And, but it's, I mean, it is close. These, all these arguments, they're getting close. Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin, did you want to touch in on that about the, the Tatum um, Booker or just those guys in general, like situation and how great they are and how one championship can really change the opinion of the public? Because if, you know, Phoenix wins, then it's like, uh, he's a champion. Devin Booker's way better, right? That's what the normal fan will say. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's but most, most people will say that. I think Booker is a better scorer than Tatum probably. Uh, but Tatum, I think overall is a better player. It's just, you know what, Tatum, there's some real question marks about Tatum. Like, can he, what's going on in Boston? Uh, can he lead that team? Because I think both right now, like, would you call them second fiddles almost? I, see, I don't know. I think I feel like Booker is more of a, I don't want to say he's not a superstar and can't lead his team, but he needs a little bit more than Tatum, I think. I feel like Tatum can take his team on his shoulders and say, Hey, let's go. I'm gonna lead you. Like we'll go to we're gonna I'm gonna push us as the Eastern Conference Finals, like to be here. Um now is that just maturity things with Booker? Maybe and Booker maybe really needed Chris Paul, which has helped him tremendously. But I think the real test would be for Booker is if Paul leaves. Um I know on the YouTube channel they talked about that, like where if Chris Paul does go somewhere where what is booker going to do and then that'll be the true test to see what those two guys are do i lean tatum right now but you know tatum has some tatum's got some flaws too like there he's not the perfect nba prospect like player and, and excuse me yeah he, i mean he, he sticks sticky with the ball does do these these young superstars do they make the others better and i think um Giannis got to that point this year um he was so, super great coming into this, but you see his evolution as a player, as far as um, yeah, that maturity, that leadership, he took a step, it's a hard. huge step up this year. It's hard not to say that you make other players better when you're drawing double teams. Like that's just, that's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that they don't make their other players better, but to the point where um, they're, it, it's affecting uh, a series win or not. Cause I think that Giannis last year was exposed against Miami, but this year against Miami, he went for their heads and they won four Oh, and he didn't, he just stomped on the snake's head and he's yelling, thing, he's yelling in the huddles. He's in everyone's grill. But that goes to the team construction, right? Like when you're drawing double teams and then you kick it out to the wing and they hit the shot. Yeah. You're going to beat a Miami. If you're drawing double teams like Jason Tatum and you pass it out to somebody else and they miss because you have nobody else around you, you know, that's that matters. So, it, you know, it's it's hard that the make players better argument is, is very hard because you can't really make somebody better. You just have to give them better environments or better opportunities. So I, I think when Giannis was drawing those double teams, he was passing the players that are capable of hitting their jumpers hit capable of hitting open shots. So I, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I, I try not to lean too much on, do they help other players? All right. Well, I'm the LeBron guy, so I'm going to always lean on. Does, <laughs> does, does yeah. he make other players better? Because that's but look at him this one year. thing like that he's, he's this year, he was doing the same things. He was still doing the incredible, making all the right plays. But when you're leaning on, 
you know, Dennis Schroeder instead of, you know, Anthony Davis <laughs> or yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Well, they they ran into a juggernaut. They were hurt. Um, Anthony Davis missed forever in a day, and so did LeBron, and they fell from you know first in the West down to you know seven. So like, there's a lot of things that 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 happened that was unfortunate. But CP3, it's a real, it's a real barbershop episode, man. I love it. it. I mean, this is what we're turning to. This is triple play fantasy basketball barbershop episode two. <laughs> this is two weeks in a row now. This is what happens when E's not here. E, we miss you. Yeah. You'll be here next week. Um, but fresh off uh, falling short in the NBA Finals, uh, Chris Paul is one of our greatest players to never win an NBA championship. Who knows? This might have been his last opportunity. But who is the greatest player to never win an NBA championship? Brad, you got you got somebody on your, on your mind? Uh, immediately, I go to Charles Barkley. I think, you know. Charles. He was – he was kind of Zion. He's he's what Zion is. Hey, hey, before you over. go, hey, say save the take. I just want to say on basketball reference, Charles Barkley. When you look at nicknames, he may have the longest Ooh. list of nicknames. I'm just gonna rattle them off, and then you can rattle go with your up. point. Yeah, yeah, let me hear him. Sir Charles, the round mound of rebound, the Chuckster, <laughs> the Chuck Wagon, the Prince of Pizza, the Incredible Bulk, the Leaning Tower of Pizza, Bread Truck, Boy George, Love Boat, Food World. The Crisco Kid, wide load of leads, ton of fun, good time blimp. Basketball reference. <laughs> wow. I had never heard of Incredible Bulk until now. I think that's my favorite one. Chuck Wagon. <laughs> I do like Incredible Bulk. That made me Incredible chuckle. Incredible Bulk is hilarious. <laughs> All right, so go that's, on with your- <laughs> that's really, you know, I could I could talk about his 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 style of play. I could talk about, you know, how he kind of lacked a uh, a super, uh, you know, championship contending roster, and you know, still did his thing. I could talk about his stats. I could do all of that. Being the incredible bulk and not having a championship kind of proves <laughs> the point. <laughs> and he was a league MVP, eleven-time uh, All NBA. Uh, we know he's one of the greatest rebounders of all time. Won the uh, league MVP, uh, as I mentioned, um, and he was maybe the best player on that dream team basketball. Um, yeah. and, and, well, our second best player, but. Um, he was at the height of his peak. That was he fresh off MVP season. Um, Kev? Yeah, I mean, Chuck obviously is be there. My guy is my one of my favorite players ever is Allen Iverson. I got to go AI. Like, Bubba Chuck. He, AI, you know, he's obviously MVP, 11-time All-Star. I think what for what he did with the game, his impact with kids, what he did for Philadelphia, uh, he ranks – 25th all-time in points with 24,000, 14th in steals. He was just a dude. And, you know, when he beat the Lakers in that game one with 48 points and five steals, and, and you know, we've we seen all the highlights of that. Like, I think culture and NBA and just what he dealt with coming up. I mean, if you've ever watched his documentary, it's it's oh, a yeah. great documentary. And it and in with Georgetown, John Thompson saving his life, he said, and, like, he, he's just that dude uh, to me. And so I really wish he would have won a ring. He came in a horrible time because he got just slapped with the Lakers dynasty. Yeah. So to me, I, I'm going AI just because he's one of my favorite players of all time. Also, also the best hooping rapper to ever exist. <laughs> if you ever if you ever get a chance, go look up Jules. He goes by Jules, J-E-W-E-L-Z. Are you David talking about Stern. His huh? rapping ability? You think, yeah, you think yeah. he's the best rapper? Interesting. I, he's absolutely the best rapper that that played pro ball. I'm talking Dame. I'm talking anybody that we've ever heard rap as a hooper. 
He's, Shaquille O'Neal. Do you guys? I don't know what the hell. This is a barbershop episode. Do you remember when he shaved his head in the All Star game? Like yeah. it was like yes. he shaved yes. his cornrows, and everybody was just dogging him Looking in the locker room. Wave. Yeah, LeBron's <laughs> yeah, like, man. "What is happening?" Like I, I'll never forget good. that. He it looked, did. He looked like he did when he was uh when he was a kid when he was in high school and, and at Georgetown. Yeah, it looked great, but I just will never forget like Kobe and LeBron, all them like oh like at Carmelo, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'll never forget that like just seeing that it is the if you haven't seen that YouTube it because it's awesome. That is great. All right, and my take is, and I respect your uh, opinions to me. Charles is just probably the second best player. Uh, Allen Iverson mm-hmm. is in the top five of, of best players to never win the, the championship. But the answer here. And, you know, my guys, they don't really love this guy. But as far as basketball is concerned, I did mention him earlier. It's the mailman. It's Carl Malone. Carl Malone is a 14-time All-NBA performer, four-time All-Defense, two-time League MVP, two-time All-Star. MVP is a Olympic champion. He lost twice to MJ with the Bulls. Um, he lost once as a Laker when they tried to do their own uh, super team and lost to Detroit. And him getting hurt in that finals had a had something to do with that because he was uh, performing well. In 17 seasons, he played at least 80 games. So the guy never misses a game. Uh, He's second all-time in scoring. He has a career average of 25-10-4 on 52% field goal percentage. He has, this might be the best stat, 14 seasons in the top eight of the MVP award shares. So 14 years, he was a top eight player. In the NBA, according to the MVP voting, and we know that yeah. uh, Utah was in the playoffs for that entire time. You got to mention uh, John Stockton in there too, because he has two records that probably will never ever be broken, and as the most all-time assists and the most all-time steals. And they played together basically that entire time. So give me Carl Malone for what it's worth. Uh, this isn't a, a character off the court award. This yeah. is an on the court, strictly <laughs> on the hardwood. In particular. Definitely leads the league in pedophilia when shares. <laughs> he does. Oh, he does. <laughs> oh I hope man. so. Actually, I, you know, we don't. We don't know technically, but he should. In terms he of reported, should. yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and doesn't even talk about his his fatherhood or lack thereof. Right. Poor, poor Cheryl. He's got Ford. a lot of kids running around. He's got a lot of kids running around. Out there. And he's and he's a bitter old man. If you watch any of the. Uh, they asked about the good, last good pick, years. coach. Good pick. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you picked him, and not, I would. I wasn't touching that. I'm, I'm I got it, but I still got to be a truth teller here about the man's basketball game. I got to tell you, he had some of the no, sweetest mid range stroke coach, and pick and roll artists. Coach, you know, likability aside, you're you're probably 100 yeah. percent right. He probably has you know all the accolades and 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 the play to 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 win this question. Who deserves a ring more, him or Patrick Ewing? Ooh. Probably early on. Who deserves one more? Wow. Um, I think it's I, I think it's Carl. Uh, Pat Pat fought some injuries through that the whole time. Like Carl, Carl fortunately ran into the juggernaut of uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman in the NBA Finals. Uh, as a human being, Pat Ewing deserves it all day. Georgetown, <laughs> baby. Of course. <laughs> Uh, but he had his chance. Uh, they lost in the game seven against Houston, and uh, that was that was uh, Hakeem Olajuwon going heads up. And you know, it takes a little luck, and you know he should be mentioned because he is one of the all-time greats.
And now we're about to wrap up as we finish with a little plug talk here around now about an hour. Wherever you find your podcast, go follow the Triple Play Fantasy franchise. Look out for our baseball, basketball, football pods that drop every week. Our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel is dropping content every day. This includes Coach's Corner. We will be doing a live telecast of the NBA draft with myself and Coach Kevin Coleman this Thursday. Movie Minute Reviews with Brad and Johnny. Super Fantasy Bros with Jacob and Kev. He just does all of the YouTube content. Shout out Kevin Coleman <laughs> at the voice underscore 22. Fantasy 15 Sports Arguments in 15 minutes or less. Between the scenes with Marty and Mac for everything fantasy baseball related. Fantasy Foodies with D. Mindy and his crew. Check us out. We got everything you need. We are going to continue to drop, grind and make this podcast the number one pick like DJ Wagner in 2024. Check us out on Twitter and IG at Triple Play Fantasy. Thanks again from the entire Triple Play Fantasy family for tuning in.